What's up, everybody? This is Wes Hoffman, and this is another episode of Wes Hoffman with Friends. This episode is with Gage from Stage Moms. Uh, I really like their new record that they put out. It's really, really good. Um, really enjoyed it. And just have connected with him through Facebook, saw their video that came out last fall, and really just wanted to talk to him about what they're up to and, and uh, the recording process. So um, really excited for this episode. Before we go any further, I just want to remind you, I have a song coming out on May 14th. It's called Far From Yesterday. If you want to pre-save it so it shows up on your Spotify, you can go to my Instagram. It's at Wesley Hoffman. Click that link in the bio. It'll go to it, and you can uh, pre-save it so it shows up on your Spotify when it's released. So thanks so much, and enjoy this episode with Gage from Stage Mobs. All right, what's up, everybody? This is Wes Hoffman. This is another episode of Wes Hoffman with Friends, and um, I'm here today with Gage Voda from Stage Moms. How are you doing today? Good. How you doing, man? I'm How good. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, hey, thank, thank you. I, I appreciate you uh, hopping on here and talking to me for a little bit, and uh, um, yeah, um, I just kind of want to give everybody a little bit of a backstory. I was telling you uh, before we hopped on here, like... I just kind of really started taking my music. I'm a little bit older, but like I really, the music that I just recently released is music that I really truly believe in. And um, I really started promoting some of this stuff on Facebook recently. And um, probably about six months ago, when I joined a bunch of these Facebook groups and really started kind of pushing stuff out, like your band, Stage Moms, was one of the first ones that I saw. And you were really active in some of these groups. and. Um, you know, we connected and became friends. I found out we had a mutual friend, um, and, uh, which is crazy cause it's a small world, but, um, I just saw that you guys were out there really pushing your stuff and, you know, um, I, I, and then I listened to your whole EP when it came out recently and I wanted to just kind of talk to you. So thanks for re you know, accepting my invite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. Um, Definitely, that's crazy that uh, that we were like one of the first ones you saw. Which uh, do you remember what group it was? I don't so, like the pop punk kids. There's or so the many. Pop punk or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's so many that have similar names, and I'm like a part of all of them. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so let's talk about that a little bit. Like just kind of jumping into it, like that. Okay, so you know, back in the day when I was a, uh, a kid playing in punk bands, when I in high school and stuff, like you had to play shows to get your name out there. That was like kind of the only way. Um, and, or, you know, we would go to shows that we weren't even playing and like hand out flyers for our shows that were coming up. And like, now it's so different. It's like, you have to have, be out on social media almost every day, like letting people know about your music. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like that, that's a big part of it. Oh dude. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like I kind of like grew up with, like the idea that like if you weren't on the road or like you weren't playing shows there was like people weren't gonna know who you were or anything like that and then like obviously covid and the internet has become more like it's like more i don't know i guess easier is the word i'm looking for to get your music out so like yeah it's crazy like we were um touring right when it happened and uh we were talking about like maybe taking a month off from doing that and like putting a bunch of money into ads and like just trying to like spend that off time to be like super involved in like 
the internet pop punk community <laughs> and then like COVID happened and it was like, well, we might as well try, <laughs> like we might as well try to do what we were talking about. But like, yeah, it's really weird. I suck at being on the internet and pretty much everyone in my band does too, except for Grayson. He's really good at it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it totally is like, uh, it's one of those things where I don't, it's like a necessary evil, you know, like you can, I really truly get sucked into like, um, just everything that's going on on the internet. And there's a lot of like negativity and there's a lot of just like junk on the internet. <laughs> and I've even lately, especially with COVID, like found myself just kind of mindlessly scrolling, you know, like, um, and I have to catch myself sometimes and be like, okay, what, what did I get on my phone to initially do? here like um but it has been it's been huge for me man like um you know i've been able to get on playlists and and really kind of like get my music you know like i was saying and like you kind of said it as well like I, my initial idea was that you had to tour and and to get your name out to people that was the only real way to for them to hear your music but if you get on playlists and you're constantly putting it out there on the internet like I probably wouldn't know about you guys if that was the case, you know, like we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. So it's in a way it's, um, it's awesome. It's like, you just have to, yeah, you have to do it. It's like a, it's like a big part of it now. I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's crazy. Cause like when you tour and stuff, you meet like a bunch of friends, but like at the end of the day, you still like kind of met them beforehand on like Facebook or something. So it's like, if like, if it wasn't for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even like TikTok, like all that stuff, like I feel like I'd have like no clue how to do this stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like how to book, like before, like even, I mean, there's obviously like MySpace and stuff. And I was even like when I started playing shows, I was already out of like the MySpace era. But like, dude, I have no clue how people toured back in the day. Like even without like phones and stuff, that's that stuff sounds amazing. It sounds super boring to be in the car for like 10 hours without a phone. And then it seems super hard to just like figure out how to get shows. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. I remember. I mean, I toured just a little bit. Like, you know, we did out of town shows and out of town runs and stuff like that, like early 2000s. And, you know, you would just straight up have to email or call people to get shows. And like, you might, like, it was so hard to get in touch with people. And, like, you might even show up and they'd be like, oh, well, we didn't even know, like, you know, you got in touch with the wrong person. You'd show up and they'd be like, oh, we didn't, who are you guys again? Like, we didn't know you were playing tonight. And, you know, they'd, they'd put you on the bill anyways because you were there. But, like, that happened to us a couple of times. And um, there were other times when, like, um, you know, we'd have a folder full of, like, printed out directions of how to get to the venues and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> but, um yeah, man, I think it's cool. Like, are you, did you guys tour a lot before COVID? So, um, we're like a pretty newer band. We, uh, we've only been out since like 20, like late 2019. Okay. So like we released our first EP November, 2019 and we did like a weekend run and then we did like uh, a December tour, like an East coast tour. And then we did uh, like a Northeast, like weekender, and then we did, we got on South by Southwest and oh, we were sick. going down to there and that's when COVID happened. So like we've done like two full tours in like 
three, maybe four weekenders. So like we haven't really even got to do it that much, but um, uh, our guitarist Grayson and I used to play in another band. And so like, that's kind of where we get all of our connections from is just like, we used to tour a bunch in that band. So it's, it's definitely easier that way, but it'll be interesting after COVID to see like who's still throwing shows or who's like even in the scene anymore after like a almost two year break. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely going to be different. Like, um, I'm excited to go to a show, <laughs> you know, sa safely, like go to show. And I'm really excited to like play a show too. Uh, we had one booked almost a year ago, like in May of last year. And, um, we were really excited about it and like it, you know, of course it didn't end up happening, but like, um, it's kind of been a blessing in disguise because like we, you know, with my music, I shifted gears and like record, you know, went into the studio and recorded and wrote some really good songs instead. And, um, but tell me, like, do you feel like people are you, were you finding at your shows, like when you would tour a little bit, like, were people saying, oh yeah, I already, I already listened to your music because I, I listened to you guys on Spotify or like, were you finding that or were you finding more of playing the show and people being like, oh no, I, I hadn't heard of you guys before, but now I'll listen to you online. Yeah. Um, I, I'd say obviously there's more of just like random people that's never heard, but there was like a good bit, especially on the, um, the East coast tour we did because we basically just like, since it was our first like real tour we did, we kind of hit all the same markets that like we had a bunch of friends in from our previous band. Mm. So like, it was a lot of like people showing up like and just hanging out. Like even on the March tour we did, there was some dates where like we knew almost everyone there and it was just like super cool hangouts. But like, then obviously there's towns where you never play and like maybe one person knows who you are or something like that, which is super sick. But like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome, man. It's, um, yeah, I can I can definitely see how it's a mix, like how, you know, there's probably people that, oh, I know about your band, so I'll come to your show. But like, you know, the people that are at the show that like, I think, I, I think, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, I think touring still works as like a way to get fans, you know what I mean? But like, um, it's it's also like, there's this digital component to music now that's like, especially with Spotify to be able to, to discover bands that like I normally would have never found out of before, you know, and, and I still like, you know, I still listen to old music. Like I love the Ramones and I still listen to old Ramones music, like, you know, a lot. And I listen to like all the bands that I listened to growing up, but I love that Spotify is like such a good discovery tool for new music. Oh Yeah. Dude, definitely. It's like crazy how many like amazing bands I found out and like even TikTok, dude, like it's it's wild when like going into the pandemic, pretty much everyone like in the music scene, myself included, thought TikTok was cringy as hell. <laughs> and like now, like the homies Action Adventure just got signed to Pure Noise and they like blew up on TikTok and like obviously they've been grinding for years. Like I've, I've yeah seen I've been friends with them, so like I definitely know they they've put in the work and they're they're a really great band to begin with. But it's like crazy that like 
people have just been blowing up off of TikTok and stuff, and it's super cool. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I'm a huge action adventure is another one that I found from like, um, from Facebook. Like, I've maybe probably around the same time that I connected with you, I saw, um, somebody had was like, Hey, tell me about some like, um, you know, lesser known bands that aren't signed and action adventure was one. Um, I don't know if you know the band keep flying. Oh yeah. 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 I, um, I used to play a bunch of shows with their, uh, their like old band name. They were called, uh, survey says okay. like my old band and their old band used to play a bunch of shows together. Okay. Yeah. But I, I've never played with them or anything yet. Yeah, yeah, they're friends with my they're friends of mine. Like they, I played with them one time um, pre COVID. Uh, that was actually one of the last shows that we played when they came through St. Louis here, and they they were another they're no one they were another one of those bands on that list of like, you know, what's an unsigned band that's like really good. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, they're sick. But uh, yeah, action adventure. I mean, I think that that's there's so many bands like that that are just kind of like maybe flying under that radar that you don't know about that, that it's so cool that now they're getting the notoriety that they, that they kind of deserve. And, you know, of course they're working for it, but yeah. So, well, dude, tell me about, uh, uh, so where did you guys, you, you recorded this at the lumberyard, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, went up to New Jersey and recorded with, uh, Ace and Nick. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me about that. Was that something that you guys were like, I mean, cause I would love to go record with them. You know, it seems like an awesome studio. I know keep flying recorded their last album there as well. Like what was that whole experience like? It was awesome. Um, I know I've like known of the studio for like a really, a, I guess not a really long time, but like a few years type, type of thing. And I've been like trying to get there. And then uh, my friends um, recorded up there and we heard their project and we were like, yo, this is sick. We got to like, I don't know if you can hear that guy screaming in the background. But <laughs> yeah. But what anyway, is going on um, over there, we, man? <laughs> we, re- we recorded uh, with Nick and Ace, and it was cool. This guy is fucking screaming. I don't know if you can hear <laughs> I can, yeah. What is going on? I have no clue. Oh, now he's screaming at me because I'm sitting outside. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty lit. But anyway, we we found out about it because a bunch of friends recorded there. Um, it's a really cool studio. I completely forget what I was gonna say because it the, that <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely the weirdest thing that's happened on the podcast so far. Is some dude cr- screaming in the background like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like these two like frat bros just like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about uh, recording at the Lumberyard. Yes. <laughs> so um, it was really cool. We um, Actually, our van broke down on the way to go. Like We got up to um, Washington, PA, which is literally like an hour away from my house, and which is where our bass player was living at the time. And like as soon as we um, got to pick, uh, pick them up, uh, the brakes went out. So we were like fuck like what are we supposed to do we, it was like it was like 3 a.m we were like calling like everyone we know about like trying to get a van i'm gonna go inside because these dudes won't shut the fuck up but hold on <laughs> sure dude no worries 
Take your time. Yeah. <laughs> Is everything? Are you are you safe over there? Oh yeah, it's just okay. some drunk dude screaming. <laughs> <laughs> lights on real yeah quick. okay so your van broke down yeah so the van broke down um like ha like an hour into uh the drive and it was awful it was like 2 3 a.m and we were trying to figure out like where or how we were gonna do it um i have a, like my personal minivan but it was just full of stuff from the venue I owned had to close, so it was yeah. just like full of like everything from the venue because <laughs> I didn't have anywhere to put it. So we like literally drove back to my house, got that van, drove back to the broken down van, threw like everything from Thunderbirds in that van, <laughs> and like at like four a.m. we got there, and somehow we were still like there an hour before we were supposed to like before we had to start. <laughs> it was crazy. Oh my god. That is crazy. So, so was that, <laughs> was it one of those things where like, you know, how much do they, yeah, you know, anytime you go to the studio, I feel like, um, you know, on the, even on the songs that I recorded, like, um, I recorded with this guy here in St. Louis, Gabe Ussery, and, you know, he kind of, uh, I would say, you know, op operated a little bit as a producer too, like kind of making the call on like, Hey, this sounds good. This sounds better. Oh, it would be really cool if you did this. Like, just helping helping me make little changes like how much did that um of that process did they um because i mean those guys are you know awesome musicians and you know how much did they kind of play a part in that as well so um like day one like when we got there um we basically played the songs acoustic and i like sang over it and like just kind of like showed them like these are what the songs are because we weren't able to demo it because of covid so like we were just like yo these are what we got um we tracked drums and like everything like we basically just like started tracking and he'd be like or they'd be like um like yeah what if you did this or like I, they had suggestions but like it was pretty like they did they did a really good job and um trying to think about like everything they did like um ace wrote the uh synth part for uh sophomore slump and then like i think nick maybe ace as well came up with the lead for the lead part for um phone's dead so like yeah they like gave us suggestions and if like we thought they were cool we'd take them if not we just didn't <laughs> but they did a lot of really cool suggestions yeah yeah that's cool did do you feel like the songs, you know, not having, not being able to have demoed them, like, did they kind of come out that how you envisioned them? Oh yeah, like, um, so the the songs were like solid, like full songs. Like we were, pra we practiced them like for months, and then like, but we then we went to them and was like, we don't really have lead parts written because we only have one guitarist now, so. Um, we were like writing in the studio, like writing the leads in the studio. And that's kind of where they like helped out a bunch. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's super cool, man. I, I would love to, I've always, uh, you know, since I've heard about that studio, I'm like, it just seems like a cool place to go and record. And those guys are definitely like, have made some amazing music of their own, um, in the past. Oh, yeah. So yeah, congrats, man. Um, so tell me a little bit about like, um, you know, your sound, 
on just in general as the stage mom sound like okay so first of all <laughs> normally I wouldn't ask like I feel like it's such a silly question to ask like where a band got their name from but like where I <laughs> where does the idea where did the idea for stage moms come from as for an as, right, a, as so, a name <laughs> <laughs> it was um it's like the stupidest story ever like um <laughs> I was literally like at the um at the gym at Planet Fitness and um I was like changing before work and then i realized like oh i got some time to kill so just like aimlessly th scrolling through facebook and i saw um i saw a flyer for uh i think it was turnover tour they were like touring australia with a band called hockey dad and okay. i was just like that is the worst name ever like i love it so much like and then i was like what's next like dance moms and then i was like oh wait we should definitely name our band stage moms and like fired it off to the group chat and they were like that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> well it definitely stuck so that's oh, good yeah. to hear but <laughs> like so you know you guys have kind of like um i actually listened to the whole you know i really like sophomore slump i really like 231 those are probably my two favorites like off the album um but you know both of those songs even at the same time, like, uh, two, three, one reminds me of like an, almost an old, uh, like fast hardcore song, like an old school hardcore influence. And then like, um, you know, uh, sophomore slump has this almost kind of like taking back Sunday type vibe to it. Like, what do you, you know, when you guys kind of set out and started this project, did you have a certain sound in mind or, or were you kind of like, Hey, let's just kind of see. There's different elements and different influences that I see and I and I hear. So I, I'm just kind of was kind of interested to see, um, you know, where your yeah. where your vision was for when you started <laughs> to play this kind of music. So um, it um, we like obviously wanted to be a pop punk band first, and we were just like, let's be like a pop punk band. And I really wanted to be like um, those bands like. Uh, Polar Bear Club, Crucial Dudes, like yeah. Dagger Mouth, like the more like hot water music kind of like yeah, yeah, exactly, like that type of like pop punk, and then like we also like like the story so far, the Wonder Years, like bands like that, and so like we kind of just wanted to like do both, I guess, like especially the first EP is pretty much only like that uh like hot water music style, like that, like um that style of pop punk and then on this ep we were kind of like maybe we should like branch out and try to do more like like story so far wonder years like man overboard style like pop punk and we did like two or three songs of it and then like we kept the last two of songs still like heavy-ish pop punk because like i still love that like i love making that type of music and we all do but we just kind of like playing both yeah, absolutely. I think that's cool. Like, and you've kind of blended the two together. Like, um, I, I, when I first heard, so when I heard sophomore slump, you guys released that and did the video. And then I heard two, three, one, I was like, Oh, this is a little different. I'm kind of like, I, it, it was interesting to, I'm like, I'll, I'll be interested to hear what the rest of their songs sound like on this EP. So it's, it's definitely like caught my interest for sure. Like, and I'm, I'm totally into that. Like, I'm this almost the exact same as you. Like I, I really like that kind of like raspy, gruff vocals with like kind of the heavier like hot water music type um, 
sound, but I also like a lot of melody too. Like I like stuff that you can sing along with. Um, and that has kind of like a little bit of a bounce to it. You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I, like the story so far, they're one of my favorite bands, Neck Deep. Like, so I still kind of like adding those elements in there too, like of that kind of like newer pop punk. And I'm just an old, like, I love old skate punk too. So like, um, I, I love that. I love adding in that fast punk beat when it makes sense too as well. Oh dude. Yeah. That's a, like our, um, our drummer like uh loves that like skate punk style like drum style and um he actually wrote the guitar part like um for the the main riff for 231 and uh i was just like yo we don't really have any like songs like the first ep on this second ep <laughs> like we should do something and uh he was like well i got this like i've been messing with and they just like clicked like it was the it was this technically the like last song for the ep we wrote but like failing up we went back and completely changed after like it does it doesn't sound anything it's not even the same lyrics or anything so oh, wow. okay. but, um, <laughs> but yeah um i love that like skate punk like uh just fast like no effects style pop punk or yeah yeah call it pop punk i love that stuff oh me too me too i love like adding elements of that into my music because i just always I don't know. I just always love when songs just start off like with just balls to the wall, like, you know, the guitars are going and the bass and I've just always loved that. Um, But so tell me a little bit about, you mentioned that you owned a venue and I've I've, uh, heard you talk about that a little bit or seen you talk about that a little bit on Facebook and um, you guys are from West Virginia, right? Yeah, so like I technically live in Ohio, oh, okay. but the ven the venue was in Moundsville, West Virginia, and that was where we practiced. And like we live in a tri-state area, kind of similar to like how like you guys like Alton and Staunton's like twenty minutes away, but it's two different places. Yeah, St. Louis and, and Illinois. Two different states. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean, I live in St. Louis, but it's not, and I but I used to live in Illinois, like fifteen minutes across yeah. the river, you know, so. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Like, I'm the only one from Ohio, and then our uh, drummer lives in Pittsburgh, and then Dom, our bass player, lived in Pennsylvania, but just moved to Florida, and then Grayson, our guitarist, lives in West Virginia, but we all practiced at Thunderbirds, and I got so... I I had a project that I went on one tour with, like, when Thunderbirds was opened, and it was so annoying being like, well, I'm from Ohio, but, like... I own a venue in Westford, so I just like I was like, we're not doing that. We're from Moundsville, West Virginia. I don't care what happens <laughs> yeah. to this venue. I'm so sick of explaining this. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure, dude. But, I, uh, yeah, when I I've always <laughs> even when I live I used to live in Collinsville, Illinois, and like I would always just say I'm from St. Louis, like you know, instead of being like, oh, well, I'm from Collinsville, Illinois. You you say Illinois, and people automatically think oh by chicago like oh yeah <laughs> you know exactly. i'm like no we're <laughs> like there's there's an entire like rest of the state um but what's the what's the scene out like where where you're from um it's pretty good um so thunderbirds was i don't want to say it was like the only ven- it was definitely the only like venue but it was like kids like people would throw shows like somehow shows very rarely and like some like some skate uh skate park shows like maybe like once every year or so and then like uh like a metal band like a older metal band have been throwing shows at like a community center so like 
and the rap scene is great. But as far as like pop punk and like metalcore and hardcore, there's not too much, but all the bands are really good. So it's like, it's not the most like, uh, like crowded shows and stuff, but everyone's super supportive. Everyone will buy merch and like the bands are just like objectively good. That's awesome. It's like really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, um, I feel like there's a pretty good, well before COVID, like, um, there's a lot of people like, there's a lot of kind of DIY shows happening, especially like, I know, you know, Matt Batson, like, um, from out here, like, uh, I know him, I, I mean, I've been to shows at his place before, um, and, and it always seems like there's a lot of kids that go out to those shows. Like, I just don't feel, and, and we have a lot of good bands in St. Louis. Like, I just wish more people would come out to, like, the local shows. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems, like, harder. Maybe things will be different after things start, shows start coming back more regularly. I think everybody's so cooped up that hopefully they'll be ready to come oh, yeah. to shows. But, like... I remember when I was younger here in St. Louis, like we would have, and there's a really cool like DIY venue here called the sinkhole. And, um, I played, that's where I played with keep flying and it was, we had an, an awesome show there. And, um, there's, there was a comic book show, uh, store here that like people were throwing shows at. Like, so sometimes I don't know, it's just kind of hit or miss. I've been to shows where like a, a national touring act will come through and there'll be no one there sometimes. And then I've been at other shows where like, it'll be the same level of band and there'll be a bunch of people there. So like, it's just kind of hit yeah. or miss. Like, but I'm really trying to like, I really remember, I remember when I was younger and I was playing in bands and stuff. And, um, it seemed like people came out to local shows all the time. Maybe it's just cause we were younger and had less responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's definitely part of it because, like, it's um, like when I started throwing shows, it was like 60 people was like a bad turnout. And it's like now, if like we're on tour and we play to 60 people, we're like, dude, that show was crazy. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I, dude, I'd be happy with 60 people, like, you know, especially at a small venue, like, oh, um, yeah. You know, that, that place, the sinkhole, like, if 50 people show up, I think it only holds, like, 80 people would be like max max capacity like spilling out the door so if 50 people are in there it feels like it's a sold out show you know like it feels like a good show and those are always those were always the shows that i really enjoyed were like those the basement shows or like the vfw hall shows where um uh you know it you just somebody has a pa and you show up and you play and there's a ton of people there and they're all like kind of getting into it. Dude, I played a show at a bowling alley one time, uh, the basement of a bowling alley. It had like kind of a VFW show, like a VFW hall kind of feel to it. Like it had a little bar in it. Um, but like, you would never know that it was even down there, but we threw through a show with this band called uh, 12 summers old. And they were like, just kind of your classic pop punk band. And I kid you not, dude, a hundred people showed up to that show and it was so much fun. Like, and, and uh, it was like $2 for a beer or something like that. So, <laughs> keep, so yeah, I mean, I had just turned 21, everybody was drinking and like having a great time. And those are the shows that I really, really enjoyed were just like the ones that you're kind of doing under the radar, but there were a ton of people there. Oh yeah, dude. Like that's uh, like the last tour, like the 
road to South by Southwest. Uh, the second night of the tour was we played Matt's house and it was packed. It was so that's like, awesome. It was lit. That's kind of like what I was talking about when I was like, yeah, we like knew everyone because our band played like our old bands played there a bunch. But like, yeah, dude, I love like the Staunton, uh, the Staunton, uh, was it Alton area Alton, and like yeah. that whole, yeah. Um, the, do you know the dudes who threw the, or had the house venue, uh, metal gear? No, that sounds awesome. Oh, uh, dude. Yeah, dude, that show, or, uh, that house was sick. Um, what's that? El Polio? It was like a, a band. It was Drew. Um, I'm blanking on Drew's last name. Gobble? Mm, I don't know. He's in a band called Scribble. And, um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. Okay, yeah. And, um, dude, the first time I showed up there, uh, I got there and, um, we were like just playing video games and like waiting and hanging out in the living room. And uh, it was like, it was like doors. And I was like, dang, no one's here. Like, what? this is kind of weird. And then it was like 20 minutes go by and I'm like, dang, no one's here. This kind of sucks. And then like a half hour goes by and I was like, I'm going to go to the van or something. I walk out, dude, there's literally a hundred people on his <laughs> porch just like chilling. And I was like, thank god like holy cow like i was starting to stress out <laughs> yeah dude because you you know you travel all that way and you want it to be like worth your while to play a show you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude we um sick. i uh so i have a friend dylan who has who has played shows at matt's house before and that's how i know matt and um i've been to some shows that matt's played too um and then yeah i had a similar um, experience. I love house shows, man. I just think they're the coolest thing. Like, um, I went to a show, I used to do this podcast called the strange house a while ago. And, um, we interviewed this band that was on tour from Florida and they were playing a house show in a suburb in Missouri, like, you know, 15 minutes away from downtown St. Louis. And I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if there were going to be very many people there or not. Like I didn't know anything about this show. But there were probably about a hundred people there hanging out in the backyard, and like it was in this sweaty basement downstairs. And like the the band was called um, Letters to Part, and they just like uh, they kind of sounded like Further Seems Forever a little bit, like little ambient like yeah, um, cool. rock with kind of like soaring vocals. But dude, they tore it up, and it was it was a dope show. <laughs> like, <That's awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, what um. You know, that's pretty much everything I got for you today, man. I appreciate you kind of hopping on here. I, um, It's been fun just kind of like shooting the shit with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's been fun. Um, sorry about the, that. Like, I just like completely lost my train of thought when those dudes started yelling. And I was like trying to talk about the studio. And I was like, <laughs> dude, like I don't know what I'm even saying right now. <laughs> no, it's but, not your fault. It's not your fault at all. Like I think that – that definitely makes for an interesting episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, That's do hilarious. you guys have um, – I know your new – so your uh, your EP is out. It's called Almost Heaven Feels Like Hell. Um, is that right? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's good. <laughs> yeah, um, so, what, you know, people can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere. Um, do you have anything else coming up soon that you want to plug? Um, we uh... – we're going to be dropping another music video soon. Um, we haven't like announced it or anything yet, but it's going to be for two birds stand at once, which is the, um, third track off the EP. And it, uh, it kind of like bridges the 
two forms of pop punk. Like the okay. first part of the EP started like the more like traditional pop punk, and then like each song got a little heavier. And so like uh, Two Birds Stoned at Once is like the exact middle of the road. Like it starts off pop punk and ends like like we have like a like almost a hardcore like a breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like a beatdown breakdown or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited for that. We um we haven't shot it or anything yet. We've been uh trying, but I've been basically like haven't even seen my bandmates in like six months, but I get my second vaccine Tuesday, so I'm finally okay. gonna see my band. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We're gonna That's awesome. Yeah, I'm uh, I got my second vaccine last week, so um, oh, yeah. I think it's like two weeks after you get it, you're fully vaccinated. Um, but dude, I will say, um, the first shot was not a big deal. I, it affects everybody differently, but like the first shot for me wasn't a big deal. The second shot, like it took me down, <laughs> like, oh, um, I got, yeah. and I didn't have, I had, I didn't get COVID. Um, but like I got the shot in the middle of the day on Thursday and then I woke up in the middle of the night thursday night and i had like a fever a headache and i was just like all day friday i just felt so tired um uh, yeah dude that's what um is crazy because everyone was saying like yo the second shot's the one but i got the first shot and i like i was out like i like was like uh like um just like freezing and like like real clammy and everything and I felt terrible so I'm like really nervous about the second <laughs> shot because everyone's like oh like the second shot's gonna kill you <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe it maybe since it already kind of like took you down maybe this one won't be as bad so yeah that's that's like what I'm thinking basically at least that's what I hope because I work like right after I get the shot so <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, my, it didn't hit asleep. me it didn't hit me until later that night I was like oh I feel fine this is no big deal and then I woke up in the middle of the night like, oh, shit, what happened to me? <laughs> but uh, yeah, cool, dude. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you taking the time. And this will probably be up um, like in a couple weeks, not not next week, but the week after. OK, no rush. Yeah. Obviously, you do your thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Follow, for sure. Follow I'll make... us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, all the all the links. And it's it's <laughs> on Instagram, it's Stage Moms WV, right? Uh, yeah, on okay. uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. It's all just Stage Moms WV. Okay, awesome. Sweet, dude. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, you too. See Have you. a good night. You too. All right, later. All right, thanks so much, everybody, to checking out this episode of What's Hopping with Friends. I really do appreciate it. Uh, once again... Please go and uh, pre-save my song. It's uh, on my my Instagram page, at Wesley Hoffman. If you go to the link in my bio, you'll be able to find it. And don't forget to follow Stage Moms at StageMomsWV on Instagram. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.